No checklist completed is going to save you. No bucket list is going to save you. No amount of blood, sweat, and tears that you've poured out in your life is going to save you. No amount of cash or worldly possessions is going to save you. You can't take it with you. You'll be dead. Buddha can't save you. Gandhi can't enlighten you. The Pope can't absolve your sins. The saints can't pray you into eternal life. Muhammad can't fix you. Allah isn't able. No president, no legislation, no Supreme Court justice, no state or nation or leader or celebrity, no one can save you because there is salvation in no one else. Yep, that's right, everybody. There is salvation in no one but Jesus Christ. And that salvation in Jesus Christ alone is what is going to really set apart our entire discussion this morning. Uh, I, I say discussion. It's not really a discussion. It's me talking to myself right now uh, in my office. But uh, it, it, so it's a one-sided discussion um, in the hopes that, that you'll hear me out, I guess. But before we jump into the actual topic, which we're going to be getting back into the state of theology, two things. One, I know. I know it has been a minute. It's been a while. And I I fully I just want to repent right now. I'm so sorry. I'm uh it 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 uh I'd like to say it won't happen again, but it's like one of those things, right? We don't we don't give uh we don't give God vows and and make promises to God uh that that we're not able to keep. So, uh I'll try to do it more often, but it's been a, a really busy season. We've got uh, Christmas time and Thanksgiving has just been uh, uh, over. We had a Thanksgiving thing here at church. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have a Christmas party at church the next uh, week or so. We've got uh, a Christmas Eve service. Plus, I'm not in Matthew during December, so I'm working on a different sermon series, which I don't have to do a lot. So um, that's taken up some extra time. Uh, and then also... We have our Five Solas event that is uh, going to be this coming Saturday, December 3rd. Uh, doors open at 8.30. Uh, there will be some coffee and refreshments, and it'll just kind of be a hangout time for a bit. And then at 9 a.m. is when everything starts. So 9 a.m. is when uh, we are going to begin the whole thing. We're going to walk through each of the Five Solas of the Reformation. That is that we are saved according to Scripture alone, by grace alone, uh, through faith alone, in Christ alone, and to the glory of God alone. That is, uh, those are the Five Solas of the Reformation. Uh, sola is a word that just means alone. Um, so uh, it's sola scriptura, uh, sola gratia, sola fide, solus Christus, and soli deo gloria. Um, so those are the five solas of the Reformation. We're excited about it. Child care provided, nursery, I should say. We're not going to babysit your, you know, uh, your eleven and twelve year olds. They should learn to behave. Um, but but nursery, so toddler and uh, infant. Uh, we're going to uh, do child care for that. There's the lunch provided. We're giving away a bunch of books. Um, uh, we're giving away uh, Sinclair Ferguson by Grace Alone. So that'll be cool. Uh, we're giving away Show Me Your Glory by Lawson, um, uh, which I've read. I have it. It's an amazing book. Amazing book. It'll make you want to uh, uh, worship the whole time you're reading it. Um, and then uh, Sola Scriptura. Uh, which um, I'm actually going to probably reference at the beginning uh, or toward the beginning of my first sermon um, when we're covering Sola Scriptura. It's a good book. Um, uh, 
Then there's the Heart of the Reformation. This is a uh, says a 90-day devotional on the five solas, so that should be cool. I actually don't have this book. I haven't read it or anything, So, but but it, it looks like a pretty good deal. Might be one of those cool things that you could use even for like family worship if you struggle to find uh, things to do for that. And then last but not least, and my personal favorite, and it has to be yours too if you're a Christian, uh, is the Bible. <laughs> We're going to give away a, a new uh, still-in-the-packaging a legacy standard Bible, uh, Holy Bible on the front. It's a leather-like feeling thing, but all the solas are on the spine here. So um, come put your name in the hat, and uh, we'll see uh, what what happens there. But So we'll draw, the, draw some names at lunchtime and give those books away. And you can come for part of the thing, too, if you want. If you can't make it for all of it, that's fine. No big deal. Uh, but um, here's the deal. I uh, I want to get back into the state of theology. The third statement grabbed me as I was looking um, as I was looking at it. The third statement really grabbed me and made me go, "What?" Um, so the the statement, and if you're if you're unfamiliar, you haven't uh, heard any of these yet. the The way that this works, it's a, a survey that is put together. Ligonier Ministries does it every so often, every couple of years, I think, and just asks a whole lot of basic uh, questions. Uh, that or it doesn't ask questions. They're, they 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 say statements, and then the respondents will disagree or agree, like the strongly agree, agree sort of agree, whatever, those those responses you know about, right? So uh, that's kind of what happens. And the third statement in the thing is this, God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. God accept the, accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Okay, um, so... The way that this is uh, put out here, it could simply be that uh, part of it is um, uh, part of it. I, I wonder as I'm thinking about this, and I, if I'm if this is in front of me, and I'm responding to it, I'm going to look at the question pretty intently. But I don't know who the people were, or if how much they'll pay attention to the the wording. So I wonder if their focus was on the all religions. Uh, phrase in that, or if they uh, got to including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, and then thought, well, those uh, those are fine. Um, and so uh, I, I don't know what they were thinking, and frankly, it doesn't matter because it's all pretty crazy. So uh, the total U.S. respondents, uh, adults, U.S. respondents over the course of different, different uh, beliefs, uh, says this, that uh, 45% strongly agree that God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. 22% somewhat agree. So that's that's 67% of U.S. adults that responded uh, agree that uh, God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Okay, <clears throat> so there's a problem. Um, with that, but I would expect nothing less of the world. Uh, those who really don't know any better, 
those who are still in rebellion against the God of creation. That that is something that we expect. It 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 it's amazing to me how often we uh, are are surprised that the world acts like the world, and we get bent out of shape by that. We shouldn't. That's it's what we should expect of them. Um, as as they're living in rebellion against the their creator and so that's um that's not a surprise that we get this response that's what i'm getting at coffee break <sighs> so the troubling part of this is that once you filter the results and you get evangelical people, people who claim to be evangelical Christians. And, you know, evangelical is a word that gets thrown around a lot, and everybody seems to have their own definition of it, or uh, people uh, lump all sorts of things into evangelical Christianity, uh, you know, like evangelicals supported Trump. Well, no, they didn't. Lots of individuals did, and lots of individuals didn't. Let's not lump every human being that's that claims to be an evangelical into that bandwagon, right? And that happens a lot. But these are people who self-identified as evangelical, okay, on the on the survey, and this is this is the result of that. Are you ready? 56%. 56% of evangelicals that responded to this either agree or somewhat agree. 46% strongly agree, uh, and uh, somewhat agree was 10%. And listen, somewhat agree is too much. This is part of the, the issue with, <laughs> with uh, the church today. Uh, it, I mean, it has to be this. This is part of the issue with the church today. We do not understand the God of the Bible we do not understand the God of the Bible. We do not take him seriously, seriously as he demands to be taken. We just don't. That that we could come so far as to have 56% of people who claim the name of Christ, claim to be Orthodox Christians, and at the very same time say that they agree that God accepts the worship of all religions. Pause. And then there's an including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. So it says all religions in this statement, which by default means no, strongly disagree. It's, it's, it's not even that my disagreement matters. It's just not true. It's not true. And in, in fact, if... Uh, <laughs> In, in fact, think, think, about, think about the statement. Good grief. Think about the statement for a moment. How many, how many thousands upon thousands of gods and goddesses do, do uh, Hindu, for instance, uh, do they have, right? Uh, Buddhists. Uh, um, so these are, these are people who um, are I idol worshipers. These are people who, I mean, and like, it's not even a hidden thing. It's the religion. Idol worshipers. And that's included in all religions. So there's no backing away from that and going, well, yeah, I didn't think about that. Like, God accepts the worship of all religions. The, the rest of that phrase is actually uh, uh, pointless. Uh, in, uh, because as far, as far as the scriptures are concerned, God accepts the worship of all religions. Get out of here. 
I what what are the what are the uh first <laughs> what are what are the first uh um um what are the first commandments even about, right? <laughs> you shall not make any graven images, something like that. Um you uh, you shall uh worship the Lord your God, like him only shall you worship. How much more clear does that have to get? Him only shall you worship. So if if you're sharing worship, and maybe maybe you're part of uh, some religion and you share worship, right? You 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 say you worship Yahweh some uh, uh, and pay him his respects that he's due, and then you go worship this god or goddess and pay them. Look, then then what you've done is pretend worshiped Yahweh and then spit in his face. That that's not acceptable worship. Read Leviticus ten. Even if you worship that God as a Christian incorrectly, he takes offense at it. Like this is, this is like, stop, just stop. So let's just, let's deal with the Judaism and Islam real quick. Okay. Judaism, uh, rejects, look, I I don't, it's not anti-Semitic to just be, uh, uh, a New Testament Christian. I don't hate Jews. I love Jewish people. I, I believe that Romans 11 teaches that that they're going to come to Christ um, uh, before everything ends. Uh, in mass, they're going to come uh, come to Christ and understand that. Oh my goodness, He is and was the Messiah. Uh, so I, I I love the Jewish. They're the roots of Christianity. the 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 Jewish uh, uh, Old Testament, the the first covenants, all of these things. They're the root of Christianity. Um, but they reject Jesus Christ. They reject the the Messiah. Unless you're a messianic Jew and you've come to that realization and God has saved you, um, then then what what do you think Jesus meant when he said that I am the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father but by me? That Jesus is the only way. And so all who die, all who perish outside of of uh, submission to Christ, outside of him being your Lord and Savior, everyone, every human being that has ever, does now, or will ever exist is going to suffer eternal punishment outside of Christ. Religion matters not if you reject Christ. Uh, and so Judaism, uh, the... the, the uh, our message to them, good grief, cannot be God accepts your worship. It, it can't be that. It has to be repent and believe in the gospel. Our message, it, it has to be the same message that we give to all people. Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's the message. And Islam, I realize that that uh, that religion that there's uh, a bad rap <laughs> with with uh, is Islam with the Muslim religion that uh, just like Christianity, there are uh, far extremes on uh, all sides. Uh, Christianity, people who claim to be Christians, 
Uh, you have every flavor of that from the crazy people who clearly aren't but claim to be, uh, such as like the Westboro Baptist Church kind of folks, um, uh, Stephen Anderson and that kind of movement. Uh, uh, I mean, there there are, are far uh, far right extreme, uh, uh, so biblical they're unbiblical kind of Christians. And, and so it, it, it stands to reason that you would have that in every religion. You have that in, frankly, every walk of life uh, outside of just uh, religious belief. So Islam is no different. There are those who are terrorists, and they, um, they should be caught, punished, however it, it, it needs to happen. Um, but, but Islam in and of itself, I know... Uh, Muslims have known Muslims actually served in Afghanistan with a Muslim man, and uh, I, I have no problems with with Muslim people. Um, however, uh, in the Muslim religion, Jesus Christ is a prophet. He did live a sinless life. Uh, there are there are things that that they get right. But he's not the son of the living God. He's not the the uh, the perfect sacrifice once for all. He's uh, the the things that you need to know and believe to be uh, saved. They do not know and believe. And so, um, any any worship that uh, that goes, um, any worship that they might say goes to Allah, which is just their word for God, uh, if if indeed they mean Yahweh, okay, uh, they've got it all wrong. Um, <clears throat> there's so much backwards uh, about the 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 religion that that is that is unbiblical. And, and, you know, part of this is that we, we hold as Christians that the Holy Scriptures are the, the, the Word of God. There is one book of 66 books that we've been given by God that, that teach us God, that show us God, that, that give us uh, uh, lenses uh, through which to see things about God. We know about His attributes um, his attributes that we know of, right? His, his love, his grace, his mercy, his wrath, his patience, his kindness, his, uh, you know, and the list goes on, his omnipotence, his omniscience, uh, his omnipresence. We know things about God because of the scriptures, because of his holy word that he has made, um, made a thing, uh, for us. So, uh, and and we're thankful for that. But look, this is um, this is an outrageous thing to agree with as an evangelical Christian, especially when, like I said, uh, when uh, Nadab and Abihu in Leviticus chapter ten, God had just spent uh, time uh, teaching Moses, Moses to Aaron, uh, um, the the sacrifices, the way God wanted to be worshipped. Okay, the way that God wanted to be, if you want to approach God, uh, if you want to approach me, you must do these things, and then you'll be uh, atoned for, you'll be cleansed, and you can approach me. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Aaron did it. Um, I, th- I think chapter 9 has a lot of phrasing like, uh, just as the Lord had told Moses, or just as Yahweh had commanded Moses, 
<clears throat> so they were doing things as as God told them to do things. They were doing them like that on purpose. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I got something going on in my throat right now. But uh, but then come chapter ten of Leviticus, and it begins with this story of Nadab and Abihu who went in and offered what they what is called strange fire before the Lord, and it's called strange fire just because. Um, uh, so. John MacArthur didn't coin that phrase. <laughs> it's called strange fire because um because it it wasn't authorized fire. It's it was unauthorized uh worship. It was uh, it was worship given to God uh, in a way that he uh hadn't commanded uh to receive worship. And so that's all it took. Like understand that and the God of the New Testament is the same God in the Old Testament. Yahweh is Yahweh. Uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. <clears throat> and so when Nadab and Abihu uh, attempted to worship the true God, but in a way that he had not prescribed, when they uh, attempted to worship him not according to his commandments, what happened to them? Did God simply uh, uh, look down and go, oh, bless their hearts. Boy, I, you know what? I probably, that's my bad. I probably should have told Moses to tell them to. Maybe they didn't hear. Um, no. You know what happened to them? God killed them. God killed them. So God, God takes... Uh, his worship seriously because God is a serious God to be worshiped because God is, is um, utterly worthy of worship uh, because our worship of God uh, must uh, be accompanied by our understanding of just who this God is. And if indeed God sent his son Rather, since God sent his son, since the, the God the Father sent God the Son to die as a sacrifice, and since the Son willingly came, since, since Jesus did what he did, right? He, he was always the lamb that was slain. He was always going to be the Messiah. And so... To say that God accepts the worship of all religions is just to not know the scriptures. And, and if you truly believe this, I have to wonder, um, are you like a, a barely Christian? Are you not a Christian at all? Because this is like way outside of Christianity. This isn't Christian thinking. This doesn't even make sense. What, when are we, when are we going to realize when are we going to realize that the people all around us who are not Christians, who don't know Christ, are going to hell? When are we going to realize that and take it seriously, that, that, that we've got to stop coddling everything and, and, and pretending like everybody's just fine, it's okay, like it's not okay? Your sin is not okay. Your sin offends a holy, perfect, righteous, just God. And, and we want to talk about justice all the time. If you want justice, you're dead. If, if we really want justice, then all of us are dead without Christ. 
And that includes Judaism, it includes Islam, it includes Buddhism, it includes Mormonism, it includes so-called Jehovah's Witnesses, it includes uh, 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 um, Hindu, it includes every religion that you can think of, okay? And it includes anyone who claims the name of Christ over their life, but who actually doesn't know him, which he makes clear is a thing in the scriptures. When are we going to stop only preaching about God's love? When are we going to begin to preach regularly about God's wrath? Which, frankly, is the basis for his love looking so grand. If... if it, if, if Muslims and, and um, uh, Jewish people who are Orthodox Jewish people, if they're not offending God by rejecting Christ for who he is, if they're not offending God by rejecting Christ for who he is, then why preach the gospel to them at all? If God accepts the worship of all religions, then that's, that's universalism. That's, well, it'll all work out in the end. And that is not the gospel. I, I am actually, like, I'm in disbelief at this statement. This is the, the first one that I've found. The other ones I kind of get, you know, whatever. But this is the first one that I've found that makes me go, oh, my goodness. That just makes me frustrated. God accepts the worship of all religions. No, he doesn't. The scriptures even tell us that our own prayers as Christians can be hindered. You know, like, and our, our prayers to God are worship to God. So it's, it's, it's just utterly ludicrous to say that God accepts the worship of all religions when, when there are times that even as a Christian, uh, even as Christian people who truly are Christian people, when God, uh, when, when our worship is hindered because of our sin because of our attitude, because of our um, motives or, or whatever it might be. That does not even make any sense at all. The message to, to Jewish people, to, to Muslim people, to uh, Hindu people, to atheists, to agnostics, to uh, uh, um, uh, whatever, pick one, right? The message to all people— outside of Christ is that is that God created everything he is the God of creation he is he is perfect he is holy he is he is perfect in a sense that you and I cannot even fathom he is that kind of perfect he is that kind of holy he is absolutely righteous and he is so creative and he made this world and he made you and I he made humanity in the world last but not least. He made humanity as the pinnacle of his creation in his image to image him, to worship him, to enjoy relationship with him, to love him, to, uh, to, uh, and to bring him glory. And we spit in his face and wanted to be our own God. And now every human that has ever been born from conception, David admits, is, has an evil 
uh, uh, human nature because it's been stained and marred by the fall of mankind that happened so long ago. And so now every one of us, when we're born, we have to be taught to do things good because we, we naturally do things evil. We have to be taught to get along, to share, to do the things, because, because naturally we don't want to share. Naturally, we want what we want. And that goes along all the way through adulthood and, uh, and to your deathbed. Uh, and apart from Christ, you, you live, uh, go throughout life, uh, marry children, whatever goes on in your life, and then you die, and you die in your sins, and you spend an eternity paying for your sins. You spend an eternity in hell, damnation, suffering the wrath of the living God. apart from Christ because God had a plan to redeem people. God has had and has a plan. He he has carried that plan out. The the and and Christ came from all eternity past. Christ uh, was to come, and he he came, and he uh, and he lived a life that could not be lived by anyone else. And then he died a murderous, unjust, sinful, evil death the death that you and I actually deserved. And he suffered the wrath of God for those who would believe. That's why it's good news. It's only good news that we can be saved through repentance and belief in the gospel, belief in Christ uh, for the salvation of our souls, for the redemption of our sins, for the payment of our sins. When Jesus said, it is finished, if he was talking about my sin, that's why it's good news, because if without him doing that, you're paying for it. We have got to start preaching the whole gospel. <laughs>